The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. The Fujicast. Well, here we are, New Year 2021. Do you feel any different, Kev? Fatter. Uh, and older, uh, and just one day older, and, and just a well. Actually, this year is uh, you. You mentioned that you were going to go for the health drive straight away in twenty twenty one. No booze, no carbs, no, no enjoy, booze, no no, no enjoyment. <laughs> January is uh, well. Uh, January is usually really odd because well, it's Gemma's birthday, it's her dad's birthday, mm. it's um, some of my best friends' birthdays, and normally January we have big. You know, it's like three weeks of weekends of bashes. Yeah. But obviously we can't. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. No carbs, no booze, no no poison in my body. No. Yeah. Can, can, you re- can you really do it? I mean, we did try in December, remember? No, I can do it. I can definitely. Well, the carbs might be a bit difficult sometimes, but the, the alcohol I can do. Yeah. And, and luckily, the gym is still allowed to stay open, although I'm no longer allowed to do socially distanced judo. For the time, for the time being, your gym's open. Stand by, yeah, Kev. Yeah, time being, yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. But that's good that your gym is open. Um, here in the land of uh, of everything's closed down, um, there's there's nothing apart from Tesco open, it seems. So, uh, yeah. And I, I suppose you could have your workout in Tesco, pushing around a big, heavy trolley. And that's about it, yeah. really. Yeah. And and exercise. We're allowed to do exercise. but uh, yeah. We can go to the tip. And go Yes, and go to the tip. There we go. That that's the exciting creative lives we can all lead. Well, last week we um, uh, we we said that we'd be talking about inspirations this week, and we're we're, we're going to do that. We we've picked out a book each, a photographer each. Um, we were going to talk about YouTube, but for the fear that you're going to talk about <laughs> chess for half an hour, Kev, did we mm. dump, did we dump that one? <laughs> well, I am happy to talk about chess for half hour if you so wish. How on earth did you spend seven hours the other day just watching back-to-back chess matches? Oh, I did seven hours on one day, and then I did five de- five hours a day before. Wow, Brilliant. Dear. Love it. What are the family saying? Dad? Uh, they, they'd gone on a dog walk. I'm, I'm Gemma, not surprised. Gemma, Gemma fooled me into She said, come on, we'll just go to, we'll just go to um, the normal walk we do, which is usually about an hour. Yeah. And then when we normally turn right down the field, she carried on. What? And I was like, where are you going? And we ended up going to Lee, which is about 100 miles away. <laughs> and, uh, and the walk to this was, this was on um, Boxing Day when, mm. when we had the floods. And everywhere was flooded. So I was up to my knees in water carrying, you know, quivering puppies and dogs through puddles and stuff. Oh, you can't let Git walk through um, through puddles. It's not his. He was all right, actually. It's, was he? it's the whippet. The uh, whippet just kind of stands there, looks uh, at the water and shakes, then just quivers. Shakes, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so um, they, that was enough for me in the terms of those walks because I didn't, I wasn't prepared. You see, I didn't have the right shoes on. I didn't, I wasn't mentally prepared for a four hour walk. And so the next day they went by themselves. I stayed and watched chess. Well, you need your you need your lower boots, don't you? Your uh, your lower walking uh, boots. Correct. That's what you yes. need. I didn't have them on. Uh, Otherwise, it yeah. would have been okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. Chess instead. That sounds a lot warmer. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Love it. Right. Okay. Inspirations. Then let's start with a. With, we, we was just doing it. It's a. It's a quick fire, like one of your chess matches that you were watching. What did you call it? Armageddon or something. Armageddon is the end game. Yeah, when they when they keep drawing, they go to Armageddon. Which sounds very brutal. Doesn't sound very <laughs> chess like. Not the Russians, sure. Well, maybe the Russians do. Honestly, do honestly, it is phenomenal because do they're they? doing it all online now. So they're all at home in their houses. Yeah, and uh, it's all webcammed and everything, so you can see their faces. And you know, and, and let's be honest, they're not uh, they're, they're not the uh, you know they're not supermodel looking. 
Um, oh, I don't know that. Magnus, uh, no, Magnus that. Carlson is pretty good looking, I suppose. Uh, well, I was going to say, hang on a minute. What about what about the uh, the actor in um, Queen's Gambit? I thought <laughs> she was pretty good looking as a chess player. She's not in the real world. I uh, I like to believe she is. <laughs> but the, but the best thing is when this one guy lost, yeah. um, and and he <laughs> he literally punched his laptop no uh, uh, you could see his arm go back and he yeah. threw this punch at his laptop and the webcam came flying off the off the <laughs> the, the laptop and all of this the screen was just this spinning mess as it went flying into his living room somewhere <laughs> but I, I never thought that chess players get like that it, it all seems to be a very gentlemanly game where at the end you shake hands and bet best player won and and that kind of thing do they get yeah. do they get that passionate well, yeah, see, big do. money involved. I mean, that was a 60 grand game, 60,000 euro game, oh. uh, you know, and it's all in, done in five minutes. It's 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 quite important to them. Um, dopamine and, must be There was another the part where, where Magnus Carlsen was playing and right. he's the world championship champion. He lost as well, but they're not allowed to, because they're at home, they have to um, have other webcams and stuff to make sure they haven't got anybody helping them or they're not using computers and all that. Not that they would. But that one, he's in a hotel, holed up in a hotel somewhere. And uh, at one point, the cleaner walked in. <laughs> <laughs> and he was waving at, get out, get out. You're not allowed to be in here, get out. Was he? <laughs> Maybe she was a chess playing cleaner. Maybe, Maybe she wasn't a cleaner at all. Maybe. Maybe. Well, anyway, ah. she weren't very good because he lost. Oh, oh I didn't realise it got that passionate. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. I understand great. it a bit more. So, uh, yeah. so we've got half an hour today. It's like our... Uh, uh, our, our speed chess uh, podcast for a couple of weeks over Christmas and New Year because we still wanted to be here to do something and then then we we come back online properly for for the first show of the year uh, next week. We should be like the schools over here in the UK, Kev. Just keep indefinitely holding it off. We'll be back in Feb. Yeah, I'm not going to come. I'm not going to go on the next podcast. I'm just not going to do it. That's Boris it. said no. Boris said no. Home. No. Um, so that starts properly ne- next week again. But for this week, then, just to, so inspirations, a book, a photographer, talk a little bit about YouTube, perhaps. But we will talk about inspirations for this year and, and, and what we what what we're hoping for, from the year. Let's start with the book. Well, I got I, actually one of the things I was doing over Christmas was cataloging all my books. I found a nice piece of software called LibLib, which I think is beautiful. Right. Um, and I was doing that. But however, the book that I have got is uh, is a little bit of a story behind this because this was going to be your Christmas gift. <laughs> okay. Um, and 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 it arrived, and then I realised it was signed. Um, <laughs> so it immediately went up in a lot of value. Yeah. I didn't send it to you then. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've got the and it's a new book for me. It's Don McCullen in Africa. Oh, I've always wanted that one, and I really. Yeah. The, I'm, in my sleep, I've just been thinking. I wish, I wish somebody loved me enough to give me a signed copy. <laughs> well, you nearly had it, but um, yeah. So uh, uh, I don't know. It was like it was about fifty quid to yeah. buy. Yeah. You know, and, fifty um, quid, Kev. And I bought it from the um, an online store, and then yeah. it turned up signed, and then suddenly it was worth about four hundred and fifty quid. Wow. Right. So oh, I, I understand why. Yeah, yeah, I got the power puzzle instead. I understand that. That's okay. <laughs> I was I was um, going to send you the six hundred pound bottle of whiskey, but I thought you can have the cheap one from Tesco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's my that's my that's the book that I am um, looking at right now yeah. in terms of. Um, I don't know whether inspiration is the right word to be totally honest with you, because I mean they're beautiful pictures and everything, but uh, it's definitely nothing that I would be shooting or considering shooting i suppose tribal people in africa and everything 
Um, but I suppose it, you know, comes down to the fact that McCullin is probably the, uh, you know, he's he's probably the most influential photographer, perhaps still alive in the UK. I would say, mm-hmm. um, in terms of his substance, his output, his style, obviously the the um, uh, military stuff. Sorry, the the conflict stuff. But then, you know, his newspaper work and his, his stuff for the, um, the, the, the journals uh, through to stuff like this, the African portraits and the storytelling. And then his landscape work, you know, he's, he's just one of those people that you can relate to, I think, as somebody who just loves photography mm. and clearly doesn't do it for, I mean, obviously, clearly and hopefully has made a substantial living out of it. He's a proper talented photographer with a good body of work behind him. And I think that's aspirational, mm. you know. Um, and I think that's that's why I get drawn to him the most, I think, out of everybody. And you're right. There, there aren't – I mean, the, the book I've picked is um, is another British um, photojournalist who's still alive. And, and we've talked about him many times. And uh, I have this complete love affair with Tom Stoddart's work some very personal connections to some of the pictures as well through through growing up and seeing those those images on the front pages of newspapers mm. um, but this this latest book that he's got is called extraordinary women uh, images of courage endurance and defiance by tom stoddart um the forward actually is by angelina jolie um this is his latest book yeah he always has very yeah he always has very interesting people write his forwards it seems i mean eyewitness um I mean, if you could have the Ford written by Bob Geldof, that's not bad, is it? <laughs> mm. um, but Angelina Jolie um, uh, wrote the Ford for this particular book, and and it is as it says. It's um, pictures of uh, extraordinary women um, through history, and it's just it's a really well connected book. Each picture leads to the next in in story formation. So mm-hmm. it's it's a, such a cleverly curated book, all black and white, beautiful images. Um, I would imagine all film. And um, this will play certainly into into what you love. Um, yeah, I was going to send you my my copy, but it's signed, um, so <laughs> <laughs> so I kept hold of it. This one's uh, worth six hundred and fifty pounds. Um, <laughs> um, but, I was only joking about that, by the way. <laughs> but the, yeah, um, no, I, I, I'll remember it always. But um, the the interesting, I mean, some of the pictures in here. Uh, I mean, he's a top photojournalist, much like McCullin, of course. Um, but I, I love there's a picture of Margaret Thatcher here in shock um, during a visit to Lockerbie shortly after the disaster. But the, the previous picture to that is the Lockerbie picture that um, Tom had taken that we've spoken about before. Previous to that, they're not necessarily in, in date sequential order because previous to that, there's the, um, there's the images that uh, Tom took uh, following, the, um, following 9-11. So, mm. so, but the stories do link. So you go from Margaret Thatcher looking um, very shocked to an extremely shocked picture of Princess um, Diana, or, or she wouldn't have been the princess at the time, as the, as the photographers caught her for the first time when she was driving into the nursery where she worked. Mm. But then it goes to, of, of course, Princess at Peace and things like that. So it's just um, it's a beautifully documented, wonderfully curated book, so thoughtfully put together. Some of the images are shocking. Some of the images you won't enjoy. But um, I'll tell you one place. I didn't realise he'd, he'd photographed at Chernobyl, by the way. 
Mm. I've always been fascinated about taking a pilgrimage, if that's the correct word, to Chernobyl. To, to uh, make pilgrimage is not the right word. That's not really, is it? <laughs> no. But it seems to be that people do do this sort of this this um, this this journey, this sort of photographic rite of passage almost to Chernobyl, doesn't it? Yeah, I think there's a word for it, isn't there? It's um, uh, what's the disaster word? Tourism. tourism. Disaster um, tourism. Yeah, it? what's the word? Like based on horror, horror tourism or something. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, have you been? Are you fascinated by the place, or do you think it's been overdone now? Um, I'm. I am kind of fascinated by it, but I do. Soon, you know, it's more of a. Uh, it seems to be more of a playground now, doesn't it? You know, they mm. do the the kind of make money out of going to visit it and stuff. So I suppose it's lost its its charm in that respect. I must say, it's not somewhere that is on my my list of places I'd really want to go. I'd love to go to North Korea, though. Love to do oh, that. yeah. Yeah. For, well, a friend of ours, Paul Rogers, went there. And yeah. he, he had to be very, very cautious about what he was photographing. Yeah. But, but even yeah. he admits to slipping his guides at times and thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> if I get yeah. caught now with my cameras, with no guide, I'm truly in trouble. Yeah. there's a, There was a uh, famous Michael Palin episode, wasn't there, where he went to North Korea as well. And oh, um, see that one, the guide he had with him, the, the, the you know the rigor, if you like, she she was just effusively saying how great North Korea was, but yeah. you could see him probing her eyes could for the you? truth. Could you? Wow. Uh, yeah, very interesting. Martin Parr went to North Korea as well. I think I've seen some of the Martin Parr North. I'm sure I have seen seen mm. some of the on on the Chernobyl front. Yesterday we went for a New Year's walk, and um, we went to. Uh, a favourite place of mine, uh, which is huge, wide open spaces, uh, which in tier four is reasonably good for you, I think. Um, mm. We went to Greenham Common Air Base, which used to have the uh, the longest runway in Europe for landing these um, these strata fortresses, I, I think, that carried uh, nuclear uh, weapons and warheads and whatever, and the, the silos that they have there, part, partly of which was was the film set for Star Wars a few years back. Um, so the silos where they used to keep the... Um, uh, the cruise missiles but i managed to find and i'm, I'm going to do this as my cargo piece this coming month i managed to find the and chernobyl just reminds me of this uh find the actual place where it's reckoned that there was a, a nuke well it's the it's the nuke um local nuke disaster story that some people believe there seems to be evidence for but it's very much hush hush the bit where the um where there was an explosion and uh, apparently it was you know the ground zero bit where plutonium or something, very small amounts of it, was then was then siphoned off up into the air and spread across parts of West Berkshire. Although, well, that might explain why you you know the, the way you look. To be honest with you, my, my green hue that I have constantly. <laughs> but I managed to find the place, and and Jack and Thomas were fascinated by it, and I photographed it. I mean, it's nothing; it's tufts of grass. But I think it makes an interesting story when you when you. Uh, yeah. uh, I suppose that would be disaster tourism, wouldn't it? But. The unproved story, I might add. Yeah, I guess, but it's not organised tourism, that is it? So that's no. that's different. No. Um, there was, just, yeah. there was just the four of us, no sign. <laughs> I love all those those places. We've got a couple of places around here, bunkers that have underground, <gasps> uh, you know, chambers and stuff that were used for storing the Queen's artwork in the war and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Love all that. Love I, there, there's a guy in Norfolk. Um, oh, I, I was desperate to go and photograph, and this was just before the first lockdown, and then it happened, I completely forgot about it. He lives in a, in, a, in, a, in a nuclear shelter that was out in Norfolk, really, really deep, and he's a proper eccentric guy that's mm. built this home out of this place. 
They do that yeah. in America. They build and and Russia actually. They build um, homes out of uh, or, original um, um, nuclear silos that used to take the missiles. Fascinating yeah. places. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. photographer, go on. Pick me a photographer that's that's been inspirational to you this, uh, in in the last. Well, I, I'm going to go quite left field with this. I'm going to go for Frank Horvat. Mm. Um, and then Frank Horvat was a. He only died um, recently, actually. Um, like a couple of months ago, I think yeah. he was old, you know, he was way into his kind of eighties and nineties, but he was, um, what uh, I've heard of him and seen his stuff before, but I'd never really explored it much until recently. And he, he is, I mean, a very, very huge body of work, uh, a lot of, um, covers of magazines and stuff. He's, you know, he's worked with, he's worked with people like Don McCullen and Helmut Newton and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But what I love about his, uh, you know, a lot of model work and a lot of kind of um, editorial stuff, but also documentary work, um, simple street photography that that makes you kind of look at it. But I love a, just there's two books of his that I really, really love, one of which I've got and one of which is is on its way. Um, and one the one that I really love the most, it's it's called um, Photograph, uh, Photographic Autobiography. Right. Um, and essentially what it is, is his life in pictures uh, over, over kind of 50 or 60 years. So if these, aren't, these pictures aren't necessarily, um, uh, you know, beautiful, staged or, you know, well, it's, it's some, in some cases a picture of a dirty handkerchief. But I love it because it is his life in this book yeah. um, and the story behind it. And, then, and he's got another one called 1999, which would have been the last one he did, which is 365 Days um a picture every day and it's really interesting and then when you really dig into his his archive you know he's he's had a lot of exhibitions and a lot of work and some of the some of the stuff is not really my you know my kind of style or, or what what's necessarily interesting to me but his his entire body over the time you know when you look at his the website he's got or the um curated area for him now is called horvatland.com um, you know, and there's, there's some beautiful stuff of that self portraits of him, but then things like his friends and family in the nineties and you know, it, it's just gorgeous. It's just beautiful, simple black and white pictures of people in his life. And, you know, it makes me just constantly think, now, why are you not doing this stuff? You know, why, why do we live in a world now where well, you every could, time you, you point could. a camera at somebody, they go, don't take a picture of me. Uh, don't put well, down Facebook. Well, don't put down Instagram. Oh my God, I don't look like that. I want to stick my, and then turn their you, lips you, into ducks. Yeah. You but know. you say this, and I, I, I don't think it's as bad as you suggest it is. Now I'm not out there doing it all the time, but I've spoken to enough photographers this year that do do it. And they, they do give us slight, slightly, um, I know that you're, you're I'm not on about strangers now, remember. I'm on about your immediate oh, surrounding. So this right. is his family, Sorry. his friends, Sorry. his immediate friends, everything like that. Get back off your box there. Or get yeah, back get into, off your box. into your box or whatever the expression uh, is. That's that's what I'm you know, that's what I'm referring to. And and you know, it's like I oh. for a long time I've wanted to go and do a whole basically week with my parents yeah. uh, obviously i haven't seen them since february but uh, you know and, and real kind of off the cuff documentary of them but it just wouldn't work i just know it wouldn't work because uh, well it would work eventually but uh, it would be a real real struggle you know a real struggle i tried taking pictures of my dad and you know and 
he just goes bright red and his glasses steam up. <laughs> you have said that it's getting harder to photograph the children. Yeah, the children, although they've been a lot better over Christmas, I have to say. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, and this is this is really why I love um, Frank Horvath stuff. It's it's real honest. You know, there's no. Uh, yes, the editorial stuff and the commission stuff is, you know, is, is, is infinitely technically great. But the other stuff, there's real life's work, which I think were here around today would probably be, you know, what he would say is the most important stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's not, you know, it's grainy, it's gritty, it's, it's pictures of, um, him, of people shaving, it's, you know, pe- pictures of people crying. And, you mm. know, there's, there's a you know there's a beautiful um, portrait of of his wife that he took in 1959 I think, and uh, y- you know it's a it's a beautiful picture, and yet when you read about it he's like oh yeah we'd had a massive argument as we always do and you know she's looking really you know really angry, yeah. and and I'm like yeah that's that's it that's you know but the reality th- that seems to be that I can't get myself over that line. Mm. And you know, I, I I I struggle with that, and so this is why I, I'm I'm choosing Frank Horvat as my inspiration of the year. Um, yeah, well, I'm going to choose um, somebody I was introduced to. I'd not heard of him prior. Soren uh, Solkier, um, who's a Danish photographer, and actually he's he's very well known for his um, celebrity work with people like Björk and White Stripes, um, the Arctic Monkeys, REMU two. But it actually, it, it was it was some nature, photo- wildlife photography that really drew me to him, and it's the uh, and I, I I didn't know what it was called when you get all these groups of birds, swallows all together, um, starlings all together, not swallows, starlings all together, um, and then it's, it's called a murmuration. I didn't know that, um, yeah. and we've been having some murmurations around these parts. But I, I found out the RSPB, for example, who used to, um, if they got a tip off about a murmuration. They would always pop it on their site, or or various birding sites would feature, you know, tip. We've got a murmuration going on in such and such a valley, and then hordes of people would go there. But now they're trying to stop people doing that, clearly because of the pandemic. So the other day we went on a on a one of our walks. We go a, a lot in family walks, and uh, there was a murmuration happening. We we didn't know this till we got to an area, and there were just loads of people everywhere, and we kind of didn't really hang about because of this situation, but. That was a yes. murmuration, but Soren has taken pictures. These, I mean, every single one is like a, it's like an art installation. His he, yeah. um, his murmuration pictures. He calls them blacks. It's called Black Sun. Yeah, I'm um, looking at them now. They are amazing. No, oh, incredible, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're like a ballet dance in the sky. Yeah, yeah. He does a behind the scenes um, piece about it, but it, it's just everything about the the photographs that he's managed to get are these murmurations. Uh, and they're just they're just so so well exposed, be- beautifully exposed. Um, and the locations are perfect. He's just he's he's just got it, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're nice. They're nice. Yeah. I seen one in Richmond once. A murmuration. It was terrifying. Right, right above the trees we were standing underneath. About ten billion birds flew out of well, there's it. There's thousands, aren't there? I so- thought it was bees at first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, that yeah, no, that would be a bit. Yeah, these are beautiful yeah, pictures. They are beautiful. Yeah. So, so Soren Solkia for 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 me, and an unexpected name. I might have chosen somebody else because I very much follow the work of portrait photographers. And although he's a portrait photographer, it, it was it was the murmurations that drew me to his work. And uh, mm-hmm. I will put that link down because I I think it's worth going to have a look at. Yeah. Do you know we didn't really have? 
We mentioned YouTuber, but but I mean, I spend a lot of time watching YouTube. You've been doing a lot more YouTube this year, which is fantastic. Mm. I, I've sort of kept faithful to those that I really appreciate, the works of people like uh, um, Sean Tucker and Jamie Windsor, who I, I, I still enjoy. I mean, I've spoken to Jamie Windsor on Photography Daily this year, and I did mm. say to him, and I, thought, I felt perhaps I'd insulted him, because it's something we've talked about before, Kev, when we say it does feel like you need to have a, a degree to understand him. And I put that to him, and I thought for a minute he was going to sort of um, audibly punch me, but I, I got let off with that question. But but uh, him, but I, I can't... Um, there's a tech reviewer called Gerald, Gerald Undone, who I really like as well. And that's... Mm. I've not really done... I've not really sort of found anybody else on YouTube this year. I've, I have to say, YouTube, to me, I, it's... I enjoy it and I do use it and watch some stuff on there, but mostly it's, I'm not really watching like the celebrity YouTubers. I just don't, I, I've spent more time this year in Vimeo than I have in YouTube. Have you? Oh. Um, yeah. Looking at all of that. So I'll, I'll just go to Vimeo and type in things like black and white personal or something like that, you know, and then there's, you find some beautiful films, often ones that were, because Vimeo has been around a long time, 15 years or so now. And you'll find some that were uploaded a very, very long time ago. Um, and there's some, yeah, some great stuff in there. Uh, there's one, I think I shared it in the Futurecast group the other day, called On the Buses. Right. Um, and it's a guy who just took clips on a, like a really early oh, digital camera. I know it, yeah. From upstairs on the, on the bus around R- London. And he put brilliant. it to music and everything. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. It was. Um, so, yeah, I've kind of been been looking more at vimeo in terms of that i, I you know and, and the youtube stuff is really important and uh you know i love the like we said at the at the top of the show you know the chess stuff and everything i love watching i like watching real-time live things yeah. um i've watched a lot of judo as well all of the grandmaster judo all of the uh, masters judos competitions um all that stuff but i don't typically if i need to find something out then yes i'll go to youtube um or I go to DIY Dave, one or the other. DIY Dave. Uh, but, <laughs> he should uh, have a channel, DIY Dave. DIY Dave, he yeah. Do. It'd be um, huge. And yeah, and, and I don't really, I do have, I, I, a couple of months ago, I went through all of my subscriptions and, and unsubscribed from the ones that I just didn't look at. Right. Um, left me with about 15 or so, I think. And it's better because it you, you get much more. Um, uh, you know, it's clean feed, so you get yeah. recommended the, the stuff that you're you're more interested in. Yeah. I don't really subscribe to to channels that I you know I only like one film or something. What yeah. I'll do instead is is add that to a, a private pay- playlist that I have, yeah. um, rather than subscribe to the channel unless they you know unless it's either somebody I know I want to support or it's something that you know constantly put stuff out there that I find interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I, I agree with you on the on the the Vimeo thing. If if yeah, you can find much more artistic stuff there. Sometimes it has hardly any views compared to what what uh, what you're used to seeing some of the larger channels on YouTube get. But oh uh, yeah, nothing yeah, in terms yeah. of numbers, nothing. Um, um, and what what about the year ahead then, Kev? In closing, now um, we've um, could sit here and say, well, I'm looking forward to getting back to weddings, blah 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 blah. But we don't know when that will be. Although Matt Hancock has said that we should be back to normal by April. How do you know that? <laughs> oh, I know, I know, Neil. Kev's coughing so much because he can't believe it. I know. Was that? Didn't they just replay what they said this time last year? <laughs> Maybe that was it. Yeah, in yeah. March it was like, yeah, we're, we, you know, we're, hopefully we'll be able to have a normal Easter. Yeah, no, uh, that was the president of the United States. That was that was President Trump that said we'd, we'd be filling up the churches by uh, by Easter. 
and then in autumn it was like yes and we'll you know we're going to do a, we'll, we we should be able to have a normal christmas with yes. the people we yes. love yes um that fucked up didn't it and then the next one was we should be having a normal kevin mullins birthday a celebration for kevin <laughs> mullins that one went awry that went away <laughs> uh yeah well anyway let's let's hope matt hancock is right and and, yeah. and I, I i you know i think reasonably it, you know if the world isn't back on its keel come april then it probably never will <laughs> let's face it uh, i'll just open the doors and let us all rot oh, kev no <laughs> This is supposed to be an inspirational program. Oh, yeah. Not yeah, yeah. read Sorry, the script. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so let's face it. Probably by April, we'll all be back to normal and, and everything will be fine. Um, uh, well, I'm, I, it's going to be a slow wind drop into the year, um, I think, because I, I, I didn't want to agree with you uh, about a month or so ago that April would, wouldn't be, well, not normal, but wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing weddings i was saying okay of course we'll be doing weddings and i am i've had a couple move now as you know and mm. i expect a few more in the next few days some conversations have started so yeah may june july i honestly don't think and again we, we, we will cross swords on this i'm sure i really do not think that there will be many full size and by that i mean you know 100 people oh weddings. i agree with you on that i totally you know, all agree. having a nice no, party no, no, i don't think no. that i i really personally don't think that will happen until well maybe not even 2021 at all i think you know they're they're going to be very cautious about this yeah i, I would agree I, I think there's going to be fifth um, arbitrary figure 50 maybe maybe as much as 80 70 mm. maybe but i i agree i can't see 100 of course there could be these uh, sort of um what's it called um a lateral flow not lateral flow what's it called the um the the test the quick test you do i should know what they're called because i'm murmuration I'm, no not murmuration the 20 Politourism. the 20 minute testing covid testing i should PCR. know i should know um the what sorry pcr tests yeah but the the, the quick one the 20 minute one 20 minute pcr tests <laughs> Not the fifteen-minute one, fifteen-minute <laughs> PCR test. Um, because I, well, I've just uh, volunteered to uh, go and um, I, don't, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing, but this month I will be at the local school. If if my name is pulled, I don't know how many volunteers there are, but we've been asked to volunteer to go overlook tests to make sure they do it properly. I don't think we I don't think we administer the test. I think we have to there has to be an adult in the room to check that it's being done properly or something. Oh, you're like a UN observer. Oh yes, I've always wanted oh, to be a UN good. observer. You, get a little, you might get a little thing around your arm that says observer. It says murmuration. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you. So um, I don't think weddings will be entirely normal this year. But uh, but, we'll, but on a positive note, we'll I am very that. excited for 2021. I have to say, and I've, I've got a lot of plans uh, to do things differently, which hopefully will work. But also, more importantly, I think it will be the year when um, you know we have our the Roaring Twenties will come back. As I read once, once this bloody thing disappears, everybody will will go into Roaring Twenties mode. And yeah, I did read that was a very interesting uh, article. That although it did suggest it might be a couple of years before we get the Roaring Twenties, we just have, yeah, yeah, he did predict twenty twenty four. But but either way, I do think that you know it's got to be better, kind of worse. Um, well, that's true. Well, Kev, we're back to normal next week, whatever normal is, um, and whatever tiers we're in, we're in tier four right now. We could be in tier eight hundred by next week. Oh, 
because it changes day by we went uh, we went up two tiers in just a couple of in as many days um, oh, I felt sorry for the Isle of Wight they yeah. were in tier one they could do whatever they wanted and then like within about six days they'd gone to tier four I couldn't quite work that out because the Isle of Wight I mean they, they had plenty of opportunity to make themselves a proper fortress on that island <laughs> I, I think it was something to do with an outbreak in the prison was it? I think so, yeah, because they, uh, you know, the Isle of Wight is one area and they can't, you know, if the numbers go high because everybody in the prison gets it, they can't, it goes by the numbers, doesn't it? The computer says, "Uh -uh." I bet they were delighted with those that were serving (laughs) at Her Majesty's pleasure. Thanks very much. That's a nice New Year's present. Thank you. Lock the doors. (laughs) Throw away the keys. (laughs) Shouldn't say that. Anyway, um, that is it. For um for uh, for our, our shorter episodes covering the the Christmas and New Year period, we'll be back as as per norm next week. And uh, what well, have a nice week watching chess, Kev. See yeah, you. I'm going back to it now. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week. Bye bye. Checkmate. <laughs> the FujiCast is an independent Loading Zone production. Email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk. Email any complaints and political nonsense to our wives who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way.